0: Welcome to Humanity Evolve with your host, Katherine Calarco. This program will bring your life, family, and community together by focusing on the new technologies and innovations that define your world in an open and relaxed forum of ideas and discussion. Now, here is Katherine Calarco.
1: Welcome, welcome to the show. This is Catherine Calarco at Humanity Evolve, and this is an amazing opportunity for us to share wisdom and insights from around the world on how to integrate technology into your life and transform your yourself, your family, your community, the world. And it all starts with very small steps, and some of them have to do with the steps we take inside the inner game. How can we use technology to empower ourselves to be a better, healthier, and live more vivacious lives. So uh, today's guest is an amazing guy, Jonathan Paley. He is a C- the CEO and also uh, founder, co-founder of Spire, S P I R . I O. He's a technologist and repeat entrepreneur. Jonathan studied physics and theater at Stanford University, an interesting combination, but it makes for an excellent CEO. Previously, Jonathan co-founded Adaptive, which is one of the largest one-on-one providers of online English classes in china and he also uh, founded BrainPage, a big data development and service company so today he's he's ceo of spire and I'd, I'd love to hear your story a little bit jonathan and welcome to the show thanks for having me so tell so us a little bit how did you, yeah how did you how did you get from physics and theater to to wearable tech
2: well i'll start with physics and theater since you, yeah. you bring it up you know i i've I've always been interested in, in studying, you know, when you look at studying something, I always think it's important to study the fundamentals, right? To start from the, the building blocks and then, you know, make your way up to, to the world that we live in today and how it impacts us, you know, inside and out. Uh, right. And to me, you know, physics is, is uh, as I think everyone understands, is, is really trying to ask this question of how, how does the physical world that we inhibit uh, work, right? And, and what are the, the fundamental laws that... That govern those interactions, and to me, theater is is very similar. But it asks the same questions around around people, around the interactions that we have uh, every day. You know, to mm. to go on stage uh, and and put on a show as an actor, a producer, a director, or a writer uh, that is compelling to an audience that moves people. Uh, you know, you really have to study. How do you connect to something? How do uh, to someone? Right? How, how yeah. do we connect to people? How do we tell stories? You know, what are those things that that touch us? Uh, you know, touch our, our heart and touch our, our, our soul? Um, because that's what great theater is, and I think you know we all we all we all we all can identify when we see it, but we, we uh, rarely can I can articulate what it is, right? And and to yeah, me, theater was exactly. almost that study of that, and uh, uh, and so I was always interested in those two things, and, and not surprising, you know, with what I do aspire, the the intersection. Uh, of those Mm -hmm. things you know how, how do we we have these technologies now that are um all around us, right? And in, in many ways, we live in the physical world more than people have ever had, right? We have more uh, we have more access to, particularly in, in a place like the United States, more access to physical objects, right? And incredible right. technologies. And we have more ability to control the physics of the world uh, than we ever have, <laughs> right? Uh, but how, how do we, you know, I think one of the fundamental questions that we ask at Spire is, well, how, how are we using that technology uh, to impact People, right? right? To to help us uh, communicate um, better, to help us understand ourselves uh, better, uh, and 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 you know, and, and how does that manifest itself in terms of health, right? Both inner and outer health, uh, right? And so, you know, I, I see that on so many levels. That that studying is is, is uh, it's what I do doing inspires the practical application of, of what I studied. Um, yeah.
1: And is it sort of like the, the essence of physics in the sense of actually using the fundamentals of you know, the, the, what, makes, uh, what makes up things and what makes them move and using those fundamental principles is also the fundamentals of what makes us connect with other people, you know, so the essence of how to act and, and how to tell a great story is also using the elements of us as characters or as, as the aspects of our humanity in terms of making the same connection. So you've kind of looked at the the ground platform of what makes things work and then kind of connected them together to how to, how to make technology work for people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and so so the evolution of your your history. You were in China for a while. So you know what what brought you to China, and and how how was that as an experience? You know? <laughs> uh,
2: that that was you know that was an incredible experience. I, I spent you know effectively seven years living basically full time in China, uh, running two companies there, um, and it was uh, you know. Uh, an experience I, fundle, I, I, I fell into. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the areas of, of theater that I, I studied, and if anyone's you know uh, uh, looks at theater and say that's not for me, there is there is a segment of theater that I encourage everyone to at least double tone, and that's that's improv, and, and improv is not about uh, is not the study of how do you uh, it's not. We think of it as a study of how to make people laugh. It's not. It's actually a study of how, how do you get up, uh, uh, you know, with a group of people and tell a story, right, and when you haven't prepared, and how do you collaborate in the most efficient way possible because the audience isn't willing to sit there and wait for you to figure out, your, you know, figure out what's going on. They want to see you produce in the moment. And what are the, the rule number of improv is say yes. And, and the reality is that's that is how I ended up in uh, in, in in China in, in Beijing. Was you know I, I wasn't exactly sure where I wanted to go in life, but there was an opportunity there, and there was incredible risk and tons of unknowns. Uh, but you know I said yes to it, and and I, I couldn't be uh, I couldn't be happier uh, uh, that I uh, that I did. You know the more practical reason is I had been in the e learning space for a long time, and I, I started a company that. Uh, basically uh, 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 was um uh, was doing the opposite of what we tend to think of in China. We were what we called insourcing. So we were uh, uh, basically providing services from the U.S. We had thousands and thousands of people who worked at home as teachers, really great teachers for us, and uh, we provided their services to students who needed them in Asia, uh, but primarily China. Um, and so hmm. we we're, we were <laughs> creating jobs in America for, for, you know, for, <laughs> for Chinese. It's off not as people think. um, yeah. but, uh, um uh, uh, and so we started this and it made sense to base it in China and, uh, because the end consumer was there and everyone who were working in the U.S. was living all over the, the country. So there was no real kind of reason to have a, a centrally located office. Uh, and, and so that's, that's how I first ended up there. Um, and one of the things, you know, what ultimately led me to Spire was, you know, one of the things that uh, I think, particularly as, you know, uh, we, we, we often take for granted in the U.S., particularly when you're younger, um, and I was in my kind of late 20s at that time, yeah. is, is our health, right? Mm. Uh, and when you're living in a place that has, you know, that is uh, a not, doesn't have the, the, the clean air <laughs> that I'm looking out my window out right now in San Francisco, right? It doesn't yeah. have the organic food that I'm so fortunate to be able to, to buy and consume, you know, here, when you're living mm. in a place where the first thing you do is check the air pollution <laughs> to decide... Right. Do I go outside or not? Uh, You know, when you are, you know, you don't eat fish because you know that it's likely to be, have, you know, heavy metals in it, right? Right. Like, you know, when you live in a place that, uh, like so much of the world where, uh, you know, we've done so much harm to the environment and that's really impacting health, people's health, you know, it makes you incredibly, incredibly present to this huge challenge that we face uh, in a way that admittedly I was not so present to uh, beforehand, but became incredibly present to in, in that experience living there. And so, uh, you know, started over a number of years asking that question of, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to have all these skills in technology and, and setting up companies and, and building teams. And uh, can I use those skills to, 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 to solve these health issues that I, that I'm experiencing and that i am seeing all around me.
1: Mm. Did you, when you were in China, did you actually were you affected by the pollutions and the and and the, did it actually impact your health living in the in that kind of an environment?
2: Uh, yes, absolutely. I got sick much more frequently than I ever had.
1: Before. Oh, wow!
2: And, and that, it, that was that was a norm. I mean, that wasn't it wasn't like I was getting sick. You
1: were often. the only one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Then, yeah. It was actually the environment affected people's health. And you know what? I'm just going to go back a little bit to something you said about improv, teaching you how to be present in the moment and tell the story and keep people entertained. You know, it's an interesting uh, that is an uh, an ideal skill for today's world in the sense of you know there's so much going on and so yes. much of it is just not relevant you know and and so how do you break through with real information and 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 truth and and connection and that really transforms lives to, to really make a difference for the health you're talking about right so so how Absolutely. do you cut through the the noise um you know and and and, uh, and exhibit yourself and and show up to be that fully present person if if there was, you know, while we're on that subject, is there yeah. something that you can tell people here on that that are listening that would be a good tip for them? You know, that would actually be okay if you want to deploy this. Um, is there something that that is easy for them to 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 learn about to engaging with improv as a, as a more of a leadership yeah. technique? I'll, yeah.
2: Well, I'll, I'll shed. I mean, there's, there's, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I can go <laughs> on for pages on this. I so bet I'll, I know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll say this, and I was very. I've been very fortunate to to teach tens of thousands of people improv in the last 10 years. Um, so, but uh, you know, it comes back. There's two basic precepts um, or rules of improv. Uh, one of them I mentioned, which is say yes, and the other one is be obvious. And, and these work together, and, and they might seem really simple, but they're actually quite profound. And it's this very simple idea that uh, if, if you say what's obvious to you and I'm present to that and I listen to it, and then I build on, and I say what comes obvious to me, given what you said, and then you do the same, and then I do the same, we're going to get somewhere that's completely non-obvious and incredibly creative uh, that we never would have got to ourselves. And wow. and uh, uh, that, if you, you know, if you watch any great improv show and kind of break it down, that's what you're going to see happening. Um, and, and the application of that to, I think, leadership into everyday life is that we're brought up in an Education system that tells us don't raise your hand until you have something smart to say, right? And mm-hmm. we we also are brought up in a world that's constantly—it's called blocking us, telling us no, no, you can't do that, you know, no, that's stupid, you know, uh, you know, no, you know, you're not good enough. <laughs> all, all, yeah. all of these, all of these, these things, negative right? messages. Yeah. These negative messages, right? um and uh uh you know one of the things that improv teaches you that i think is applicable to to life and leadership in general you know is is this idea of you know have confidence that small obvious steps are going to get you somewhere really incredible um and have and have have that confidence right that that you know breakthroughs don't happen uh um you know don't that 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 a cartoon of Einstein sitting there with a, you know, flash of light, a light bulb <laughs> ahead of him, right? Maybe for him, but he's such the outlier for everyone else. You know, that's, that is not how, uh, you know, that's not how breakthrough happens, whether it's on a personal level, <laughs> right? right. Or it's on a, a society impacting level. And so uh, I, I think the biggest thing that improv taught me is, is this trusting in this process of, you know, step-by-step step, saying, yes, you know, being true to, to, uh, 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 of, um, uh, yourself and being present and then just building on things one obvious step at a, uh, you know, one obvious step at a time uh, and, and getting, getting somewhere that's, that's totally not obvious.
1: That's, uh, you know, I think that's a, uh, when I first heard this, it was a, a, a wonderful description for embodying uh, intentional creativity. You know, like it it's, it, you know it's a way like there's a need to be creative in the in this both work and home and life environment and the ability to be creative efficiently I think that the technique that you talked about using the the concepts of improv for that enables you to be creative present and efficient without judgment right and I think that's that's that 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 is reflected in how you actually construct the company and and and, and bring forth innovations that were you know previously never thought about and And so I think that's an an amazing uh, technique. And I, I hope people have written it down in the sense of, look, just say yes, that doesn't mean you do everything. It just means you say yes to yes and build on it, yeah. build on it right? Yes and build on it. Yep, that sounds good. And what mm-hmm. if we did? And and then also being uh, state the obvious, you know? And, sure. and I think discovering the obvious, it, it, is it a little bit about really, you know, uh, being authentic and knowing yourself or just understanding what's true? So how do you actually uh, state the obvious? And when well, that might be obvious, but. <laughs>
2: Well, no, no. It's it's funny you say that because uh, when you when you do improv training, uh, yeah. you actually spend the most time uh, on on training to to say to say the obvious, and then the obvious, to be honest, is is usually the first thing that comes to mind, right? Oh. It's that it's that intuition, right? It's that it's intuition, but it's often very hard to access because we go through you know most of our life in our education system learning to suppress that, right? <laughs> right? Uh, and, and and so uh, 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 you know. Accessing that and having the, you know, uh, uh, confidence and truth that, that is that is that that basic thing I, is is actually really really hard to do, right? Um, wow. And but but that's what you strive for, right? And that's, right. That, that's that that is the idea of obvious. It's that first that kind of first thing that that comes to mind that doesn't have to be smart or can seem a little bit wacky or can seem a little bit wrong, but is there? It's present to you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And so,
2: and so it's it's obvious somehow to you in a way that you can't explain.
1: Right, right, and, and and I think you're also as the as the receiver of the obvious statement, you have to pause and go, okay and yeah. and you start to re- you start to reflect that in, in in a way that's more like, wow, was that a that was their truth? what does that mean? you know so it's it's a way of uh, opening a, a kind of a new dialogue, you know uh, and get, changing perspectives and looking at things from different avenues um, to find the collective uh, wisdom that yeah, might yeah, be are- better.
2: Yeah. You know, we often start a conversation to the point that you're saying uh, uh, with an idea of of where we think it's going. Yeah. And then that blocks us from actually listening to what that other person's obvious is. Right. We're not we're not we're only half listening at this point. Right. So we're, we're looking we're for we're you know, we're looking we're waiting to ju- to, to validate our preconceived notion uh, as opposed to. To responding to what, you know, what, what that other person is, uh, uh, you know, is is putting forward. Right. Right, Um, right. And and yeah, you know, there are some situations, you know, you're, you're maybe in a sales situation where you are, you are trying to get to an outcome. Right. And, and, uh, you know, and you need to have a little bit of that steering mentality, uh, but, but you, you know, being aware of when you're responding truly to what that person's saying, or you're, you're just responding to your own agenda (laughs) is, 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 uh, is, uh, I've found, you know, very, very valuable. Also very right. challenging.
1: Um, yeah, the, the, exactly. The because of that. Get it yeah, because I think sometimes, you know, you need that strategic plan. You need the roadmap. You need to have the, the discipline of, of uh, structure to guide, but also you need to have the intuitive awareness of when to move outside of that, right? Or when to realize yeah. the structure is actually holding you back. There's,
2: there's, this, imp- there's this image in improv uh, that we're ta- taught that I, I think is to life. I also think it's extremely applicable to um, uh, to, to building a company, uh, and it's it's this image uh, that of a man walk or a woman walking backwards, person walking backwards. Sorry about the the gender yeah. specificity there. This was <laughs> <laughs> this was originally written in the 60s, so you can there was a, <laughs> That's where it came it's right. from. It's a of a person walking backwards, um, and, uh, uh, and and I love this image because if you analyze the image, what is it saying? Well, they have a very clear view of where they've been. Right, you're you're looking at where you've been. You're taking in everything that's come before you, all the obvious statements to say yes, and you've got a general direction of where you're going. Right, your body, right. You're, you're you're pointed in in some direction, and, and you and you've got an idea of what's there, and you're you're going there, and you but you're going a step by step, and you don't exactly know. You know, what little roadblocks are going to be in your way? When do you have to, to, to shimmy around a door or, or, or whatever it is, right? Um, right. And uh, I, I absolutely love that image because I think uh, uh, it, it speaks a lot to what we just were talking about as a visual, right? Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of the... Yeah, and it's 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 a way of um, kind of uh, recognizing that we really don't know what the future holds for us, right? And we can only see what the past has brought us, but also we can visualize where we want to go. Um, and 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 a lot of you are probably wondering, well, what is this got to do with health tech, right? Where <laughs> how how is this how is this related to biometric data and insights? Well, there is there is an answer to that, folks. We are going to get to that because I think it's it's this is an an interesting way of setting the foundation for the. Conversation around authentic, authentic, and valuable information presented to you in a creative way, and so we're going to talk about how these foundations are actually breaking the mold to to enable health tech to actually deliver health outcomes that are based on the person they're based on you as a person so we're going to come back after the break to talk about that this is Catherine Calarco with Jonathan Paley please come back and listen to the story of how biometric data, physics and improv fit together we'll be back after the break thank you so much
3: (laughs) you hear a dog barking or an angel singing then you know that you're listening to waking up in america heard every wednesday at three pacific time valerie kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential adventure is always a must on waking up in america with valerie kirkard every wednesday at three pacific
0: This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve.
1: Hello, we're back. And this is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve with Jonathan Pally, our guest who is the CEO and co-founder of Spire, Spire Spire.io. It's awesome to be here today to talk about this because I think it's such an important subject. And right before the break, we were talking about improv and using improv insights as a way to be creative and and create a foundation for uh, innovation and also communication. Um, And we were talking about how does that fit with health health tech and the use of biometric data and insights. And so, you know, Jonathan, let's make the transition. What's okay. how, how do you take that into what Spire's doing or what you see the market is moving to with regard to, you know, data as a service for humans to change the way they live on a day-to-day basis? Right.
2: Yeah. Well, I, 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 think, and I think, you know, that, that lead-in kind of leads to it, which is the industry, the health industry, and, and honestly, the, the technology industry likes to think of data. But as right. we were just discussing, we humans don't operate on a level of data; we operate on communication, right? right. Uh, and so, where you know what we're really focused on at Spire, and where we see the the, the future of the industry going, is around turning that data uh, into we say it internally as actionable, um, you know, or insightful. But what we really mean there is it's it's data that can speak to us as people, uh, and 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 communicate to us in a way that that we're able to do something. Um and that's that's where it's going. We're going from, you know, graphs and and charts and things that uh you know, you can kind of nerd out on for a little bit, but <laughs> but uh, have been proven to, to, to not provide uh, substantial, you know, long-term value to uh, things that are, yes, based in data. You know, yes, they're using data, just like the human mind uh, uses the data of our lives and our lives experience and everything to learn when we communicate, but right. are brought to uh, the user or the patient, uh, you know, of, of these products uh, uh, in a way that is, uh, you know, Communication-based in a way that's story-based in a way that uh, uh, hopefully speaks to us uh, um, it, just as, as you and I are speaking uh, right now, um, and that you know that you, you tease that connection uh, beforehand before the break. But but that's that's you know that's really what it comes down to is that uh, that we have to take all that, that data that's been we're using all all of our physics knowledge <laughs> to and all, all that incredible math. And, and transform it uh, into, uh, you know, into the things that really transform us. Because, you know, you, you don't look at graphs and, uh, or rarely, I should say, do people look at graphs and start crying. But you go to a movie <laughs> or you go to a great show and you do, right? right? And it right. touches you and it makes you rethink your life and it makes you, uh, you know, uh, reevaluate your relationships in all the right ways. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's something that, that we're trying to do. Uh, and I, I, I think are starting to have real success in, in health technology.
1: So, and in, in terms of actually converting data into insights, you know, so that actually operates as a, as a service, you know, what, um, how how is that done? I mean, is it use? Are you using the, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, machine learning, or best practices, or kind of what are the aspects that make it change behavior and and help us to connect with it?
2: Sure, I, I think it's a little bit all the above. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll first address the. You know, there's a lot, and I'm, I'm, you've probably talked about, and I, I'm sure all the li- you know, everyone who's listening has heard or read about artificial intelligence and right. and either how it's going to change the world or how it's the you know coming apocalypse or <laughs> whatever the <laughs> viewpoint is in between. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 as someone who, who, who uh, you know, has, has studied artificial intelligence for a long time and, and, and has built AIs, um, I, I look at it as a tool, right? All, all these technologies are, are, are fundamentally a, a, a tool. Um, and so the, the question is, for us is how do we use all these technical tools that are, that are coming out there uh, to, to, to deliver these kind of conversations? And they do allow us to do that, right? And, and a couple of the specific ways that they do, you know, one is we're able to provide a lot more context around the data and providing, by having that, providing that kind of context, uh, you're able to uh, then communicate it in a more communicative way, right? And so, and so what do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, when you start understanding, well, what is, you know, A, someone's needs, you start understanding where they are, you start understanding what they're doing, uh, and then you start understanding how they are and how their bodies are, and you, and you put those together. And yes, to put that data together, you need to depend on artificial intelligence and machine learning and stuff like this. But when you put it together, you can start presenting that data to someone uh, in a way that's much more human understandable, right? Uh, and That's much more compelling, uh, it's much more communicative, uh, and, and therefore more likely to uh, lead to… Um, uh, you know, to two outcomes. So, so that's one way. The other way that we really strongly uh, believe in or or key thing that we believe in at Spire uh, is the importance of, uh, of real time feedback in mm. healthcare. Um, right. You know, if you look at really how, how healthcare is delivered today, and I'm, t- I'm talking very big picture here, uh, you know, the, the paradigm is almost exclusively, uh, you know, I sense that something's wrong with me. Right, something's not going right, Uh, and usually I sense that fairly late into the game. You know, Um, uh, I I, I then schedule an appointment. I go in and see the doctor. They run a battery of tests, and those tests are being run to look at what happened before, to try to figure out what happened before, right? Right. Uh, And then uh, you know, and then uh, I'm I'm given some you know some 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 action to take, and usually that is in the form of of a pharmaceutical, right, a drug. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I take those. Uh, and, and then I check with the doctor way later to see if it had any effect, right? Or hopefully I sense an effect, but, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> I sense it way, way later. Um, and, you know, if you, again, if you step way back and kind of look at that in the abstract, you know, this is one of the few things where those feedback loops are so long. Right, mm-hmm. you know, right now, you know, if uh, you know, uh, if, if I want to see how my wife's doing, you know, I can text her and get in real time feedback immediately, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Even if she's even if she's on the other side of the planet, right? Right, um, you know, if, if you know. If I if I book a flight on an airplane and it gets delayed, boom! I know that immediately on right. my phone, right? And it's led to greater efficiencies and lower cost travel and lower cost communication and all all of these these benefits, models. And but that that doesn't exist in healthcare. And it's it's even in our view more important to healthcare. Why? Because right. because the earlier you catch something, the earlier that you're able to intervene and do something, well well proven, the better the outcomes, right? And Absolutely. so we we look at. Uh, the, you know, data and healthcare and all this kind of stuff, we start with, you know, we want to get, you know, real-time data off the human body so that we can create those interventions, we can create those outcomes as soon as possible, right? Mm. Uh, because that leads to uh, the best health health outcomes. And yes, of course, you combine it uh, with context data and you combine it with, you know, health record data. And, and in the future, we're going to be combining it with DNA data and all this other kind of stuff that Gives you context and allows you to better understand the real-time data, and allows you to better communicate that to the to the to the to the end user for for greater behavior change and then greater outcomes. But it starts with 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 being there when it happens. Um, just like we're there when it happens when your airplane gets delayed or you're you're trying to figure out you know what's happening to your to your loved one who's you know across the country or or, <laughs> or what happens, right? Right, uh, right? That same thing should be happening to our bodies and to our health, uh, and and that's 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 the future we're trying to build.
1: Yeah, and it—that I, 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 is fantastic because I think it's—it's it's impa- the pe- it, individuals, the clients, that the 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 patients, the the families yeah. need that information most, right? And Absolutely. and it and, and we don't have the. The wise, uh, you know, uh, village doctor coming to visit every day. You know, we don't have that connection with with the yeah. with the wisdom of the of of the doctor, right? We we get fifteen minutes if we're lucky, and um, you know. So how can we actually transform uh, that personalization to be more in my own hands to help me to heal or to be preventative or take take be accountable for my own health? So. Right. Where Where have you seen you also, this, where oh go ahead, yeah. well, I was just gonna build on you know, yeah. say yes end to something. you just <laughs> you, oh, <good. laughs> you
2: just you, you just you just said there you know you you mentioned you mentioned personalization, right? and yeah. you mentioned put it into your own hands and, and the the yeah. obvious thing that that triggered uh, in my mind, which is again, talking on kind of a macro trend level uh, is is this idea of uh, empower in healthcare we say like empowering the patient right um, but really the the big level is that in almost every other uh, industry uh, we as consumers have been empowered right, right. Uh, you know we we you know we we have uh, to go back to examples i use and they're not the best examples but they're just what came to mind obviously for me but you know in the communication world right you go yeah. back 50 years you know you had a landline to your phone you were stuck with you know the prices that bell telecom provided to you you know now we have choices right and we were, were able to do a lot more when it comes to communication because of those choices yes it, there's some downsides to that but the reality is consumers are empowered to to decide how we communicate with whom right yeah um uh, you know, I was talking about travel, right? Same, you know, same deal, right? I, I can go online and get this, you know, menu of, of, of exactly all the different flights and patterns and I can predict when, you know, when's going to be the lowest cost flight or train ticket or, or whatever, right? Um, and, and you look at that across pretty much, you know, uh, buying a house, right, which is a huge investment, right? Same thing, data's there. We, so we've created all these things that really uh, empower us as, as consumers. And yet something that is is, is most personal of all, <laughs> which right. is your healthcare, right, is still, you still, you still largely are are are, are disempowered. Uh, mm-hmm. We are all are right, um, and that's not to say that doctors aren't doing a great job because they are and they're working. They hard They
1: are really hard, and, yeah,
2: really really hard. And, and they're and they're, they're and, amazing and I, people. The doctors we work with, and there's so many are, are, are want to better empower the consumer. Yeah, so absolutely. And, the more that you, as a consumer, or as a patient, are empowered, the better your health outcomes are going to be, right? But yeah. the, the technologies haven't been there, and the systems haven't been there to to really help bridge that gap. Um, and right. so, you know, that I think that's one of the as we look at this future. You know, it's it's that real time data, it's this, 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 this real time seeing what you're going. But that why why does that matter? Well, it matters for a lot of reasons. One is to give your doctor better information and whether to, to 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 make sure you're not you're getting you're staying healthy. But the other one is to really empower you as a patient and as a consumer, right? Mm-hmm. To, to have your own control over, over your own health. And I think that's really, really important.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 it's almost like it's a, uh, the consumers not necessarily they don't have to become the doctor, right? That's not that's not of the goal not. here. It's yeah. The, but it's it's really to help them to have the information that is that is valid, validated, um, that is uh, based on themselves, and also to work like you said, which is a perfect example. The health tech providers and and uh, you know health professionals are are on. A, they are a hundred percent trying to help you. And increase your wellness, well-being, and and create better outcomes in a more efficient way. I mean, they they got in. Most health professionals I know got into the healthcare business because of their love of medicine, their love of taking care of people, and trying to make a difference in the world, and their fascination with the the science of health and how can we actually improve it. So those those how can we translate those values in in a wider sense to enable more efficacy from the For the health professionals as well as for the consumers, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, And I'm wondering, do, you know, you, you, you talked about the the, the sort of the, the data and the, and the tech. Tell me about, like, where does the wearables fit? Because, you know, it feels like, you know, the wearables is it, it has kind of gone through a, a, like a, an explosion and now has got a sort of a regrounding, you know, and yeah. I'm seeing a lot of, you know, wearables trying to move into an area of, of adding more value and being more than more than just a tracker. So where do you see the wearables fitting into this And and? And how does it deliver this real-time information?
2: Yeah. I'll, 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 let me answer that question on two levels. So one, I'll, sure. I'll answer on the kind of macro level since we've been talking on that level. And then a little more you know, specific examples, right? Yeah. I, I think on the macro level, there's, there's this uh, concept in the technology world that came up by a consulting Firm called Gartner. It's called the Gartner hype cycle, right? Uh, and it's this—it's this idea, and uh, you know, I, I'll share it be- beyond this. That it's a very powerful, very simple idea that you can look at technology trends in. Uh, and the way that Gartner hype cycle work, it basically says, you know, this is new kind of technology idea that's, that that becomes initially possible, and there's all this hype that builds around it, and people people start saying how this is, you know, going to completely, you know, transform the world that we that we that we know, uh, yeah. and then. Uh, you know, and, and 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 then what happens is inevitably the first technologies fail to to live up to that massive transformative power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you fall off this cliff, and people say, "No, this is this is the stupidest idea <laughs> e- ever," right? You know, I, you know, it did up to the problem as, ah, it's, there's nothing to it, right? Uh, and then what happens is you is you. Is, is you start having this kind of slow growth as it really does ultimately lend to the to the promise uh, but uh, uh, you know the the uh, um, uh, but it just takes a little longer time and, and, and it, it's not exactly that people imagine and the classic example of this is if everyone was in the 2000 you know 2000 uh, where you know there was a web ban and all of these things where we we're gonna buy everything online right um, and and then they all crash and burn and said, wow that was a stupid idea well guess what <laughs> you know 17 years later you know, yeah. You know, we're increasingly buying everything online. It, it, it looks slightly different than, than a look at it looked at the time. Um, and, and, and I think this, this idea of wearables uh, kind of is going through that same, that same hype and then crash and then, and then long-term sustainability, right? The, the early promise of wearables was not, not a wristband, on, you know, something on your wrist or something like this. It was really this promise of what we talked about, which is, wow, we can start getting, you know, real-time data that speaks to how we are. Right. right. And surely that's going to be able to transform healthcare, right? Right. And and then what happened is, you know, the first products they came out, and there were some great companies that, that made some products that really had an impact on people, but didn't live up to that whole product, right? You know, Fitbit being one of them, right? And they're, they're these they the really motivational products, right? The on your wrist. Yeah. They 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 motivated uh, you know, some people, not everyone, but some people really helped found that really motivating to to, to yeah. stay
1: active. Exactly. Fun,
2: right. But what happened was uh, you know, it didn't live up to that huge promise initially. And so you had this crashing down of, uh, you know, psh, nothing there. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, uh, now what you're seeing is is companies like ourselves that are building on that original promise, but in a little bit more, I'd say, slow and measured you know, step by step way, right? right how are right. we building that? Well we're 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 focused on three things. We're really focused on not on building devices that are shiny or flashy or stylish or, or any of that. We're really building programs that, that get great data and can and can deliver meaningful insights to customers. And honestly everyone, right? You know, really we're we're focused on customers that can that that the data we get can help solve problems and help their life be better, right? right. Um, and so, you know, we're doing that step by step. Um we think wearables as a device on your wrist. That's not the end form factor, right? These sensors are gonna are gonna transform into all kinds of different ways, and in many ways, they're just gonna disappear. You're still gonna have sensors on your bodies, but you're honestly not even gonna know it. Believe it or right. not, right?
1: Uh, yes, exactly.
2: It smaller and more invisible, um, right. and the data is then going to, you know, you know, is is gonna be used to really help you. And it's not just gonna be about hitting ten thousand steps. It's gonna be well, what is the health thing that you care about, and and from there, uh, it's going to, to 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 really help you solve that
1: that's awesome I, it's, it's it's a as a, it's as if you' the industry is evolving to actually find out exactly how to deliver to the promise that is presented by real-time data and and sensors and applications and the integration of uh, the insights we're I have to go to break now and I really would like to take a deeper dive into some examples or sort sort of uh, you know uh, studies or insights that have actually proven this out you know so yeah. where, how can how can individuals and, and organizations really take advantage of this opportunity, or or it does you know where have you seen it actually work? So just a slightly deeper dive into some of the outcomes and, and results, and then also uh, ways of uh, people can become involved in this. You know how can they stay in touch, or what can they experiment with? So uh, we're going to continue this amazing story right after the break. Uh, this is Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve with Jonathan Pally, and we are excited today to talk about health tech breaking. In the mold and how to deliver health tech that creates results and we'll be right back after the break thank you
3: are you finding your frequency
0: This is Humanity Evolve with Catherine Calarco. To reach our show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. Again, that's 1-866-613-1612. Or you may send an email to info at ccalarco.com. Now, back to Humanity Evolve.
1: Welcome back. This is Catherine Kalarka with Jonathan Pally. We are talking about health tech that delivers. And before the break, we were talking about sort of the hype cycle of wearables and how, and also about the the real the value of real time biosignals and how the ability to incorporate the real time measurement and contextual data and information helps people to be empowered as well as health help. Health professionals to create better outcomes, and I think that what the the, the team aspire and and people now in in uh, the digital health market are trying to do is realize the potential that wearables presented itself a few years ago in in the early days when we started it. So so um, Jonathan, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you know sort of the the outcomes, the 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 uh, any of the results, or how people can really achieve using the technology that's available now to transform from their health sure
2: well let me speak a little bit about some of our experiences and what we've learned at at spire right. um, so we you know we have a product uh that uh, uh measures uses breathing measures your breathing and breathing and I, i'm sure your audience knows this so i'll kind of skip over it very quickly but uh you know breathing <laughs> is a great uh way to get insight into uh, your state of mind your emotional your emotional state right and it's also this 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 great uh Tool that you can use uh, to, uh, to to help regain calm, regain focus, presence. You know that we we're talking about earlier. Um, and so, uh, what Spire does is, is at its core, is you know measures uh, your breathing in real time. There's the real time data that we're talking right. about, uh, and then uh, provides uh, insights to the to the user or the patient. There's the conversation aspect that we're talking about uh, yeah. um, uh, when 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 things are either going really well or they're not going as well as you'd hope, and. <laughs> The the magic of that is that uh, the device can often give you insights. We we're talking about the importance of early interventions, right? Well, our breathing usually changes before we're consciously aware of it, and so the, you know Spire can make you aware of something that's going on before you realize it. And so you know one of the uh, key ways that we use this is in, in, in stressful situations, or we have a lot of customers that talk about this uh, uh, as as helping them uh, avoid. Uh, really stressful situations or helping them avoid anxiety or panic attacks a lot of customers talk about uh, because what tends to happen then is that your uh, breathing becomes faster and more erratic Um, and Spire can 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 identify that uh, and then it can make you aware of that uh, you know in the moment and 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 you can do something about it and we obviously the 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 app that we provide you know provides some some guided breathing exercises and a breath guide to help you do that or or you might just say you know what i if I look outside of a window and take a deep right. breath, that does it for me. Or go for a walk. And that you know, that's that's something we kind of help guide you for. But it's very individualist choice. Um, but that is a, an example of of what we call this closed loop uh, that we were talking about in a very abstract way before. It's it's measuring data in real time. It's then bringing that to the user not as graphs or as as, as trend charts or something like that, but as something that's conversation real time. Hey, you know what? Right now, your breathing's getting tense, right? Uh, and and and. Creating that intervention as a result that's before something bad happened. In this case, it's it's a it's a you know uh, kind of stress spiraling out of control or maybe panic, a panic situation, right? And giving the user uh, something that they can do about that to prevent it. right. And so that's a, a very concrete example of this of this little kind of closed loop that we're talking about, this big abstract way uh, beforehand. Um, and we so then the question is, well, does that work? Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we've seen and the answer is yes. And we've seen greater results. So, uh, you know, one that I can talk about and uh, this is available at Spire.io slash research um, is we, we were uh, very uh, fortunate to uh, uh, be approached by Stanford researchers at Stanford University, uh, as well as uh, LinkedIn, uh, which is an incredible company. That's, you know, they're, they're not only a, an HR company and a you know, company that's in the business of helping people achieve their professional goals, but they're also really interested in, in how their employees health helps them achieve their professional goals, which we really <laughs> yes. expect. Um, and so yeah. we worked together with, with a pilot, a study, a study there that, that Stanford conducted. Um, and, and what you were able to see, and I won't go into all the details of it, but what you we were able to see is that, you know, with these uh, uh, interventions that we just talked about, and with this real-time data, um, uh, you know, employees at LinkedIn were able to reduce stress, reduce anxiety, uh, increase uh, productivity across uh, you know standard, uh, very standard psychological measures. Um, and so, we, you know, uh, you know, we that, that loop makes sense. Uh, you know, when I, when I describe it, I think, and, but we've also really seen the outcomes of that. Uh, you know, in a you know peer-reviewed you know a study. Right and the results of that were were, were recently presented at uh, a big a big uh, a big anxiety and depression conference. Uh,
1: Yeah, it was like a the I I think what's amazing about this is that it's just simply using the techniques in the app and the and the actual feedback itself. You know, was actually in self contained. You know, to to add to that, um, there's obviously sleep is another big issue that we see all the time, right? And. And I know that the the you know your and and also pain and anxiety. So I know yeah. that you know pain pain is often exasperated by mm-hmm. you getting anxious and increasing your breathing and and actually you know it, it creates this negative vicious cycle as well as panic attacks are the same way, yeah. and, and they can be you can start your uh, the escalation towards that hour an hour before and Spire picks that up in terms of tense or you start to see your breathing pattern change, you know other way that you see that with regard to sleep or or the pain clinics or other areas that you that you've seen results in?
2: Yeah, well, you know we're fortunate to uh, uh, work with with hundreds of professionals that that use spire as part of their practice. And so we we hear stories uh, you know all the time uh, that that speak to this, but I'll, I'll share a couple. You know one is uh, uh, you know we, we're we're doing a lot of work as you mentioned in pain. Right. Uh, and, and you might say, well, what's the connection between <laughs> yeah, between, between yeah. pain and breath and even just realizing when you're tense? But and you alluded to it, Catherine, uh, which is which is that, uh, you know, it's not that you know, we're not we don't have a magic elixir that makes pain away. But what we do is have something that allows people to have that conversation with their body. Right mm-hmm. to 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 give that kind of insight uh, right. into hey here's what's going on right now here's when I'm starting to tense up and that tends to lead to greater pain and, and so here's something I can do about it right and and it means that you don't have to live your entire every every minute of your day you know worrying about am I getting stressed no you know what? this this our device our technology is gonna is gonna take a is gonna help worry about that for <laughs> you right and then make you aware of it when it when it's starting to become an issue and so. Uh, you know that that's a a way that, that we've seen a lot of success, and I, I think we're going to have some some results to publish to publish soon. Um, you know we're doing a lot of work as you mentioned, and, and uh, we you know we can't quite reveal exactly what yet, but in sleep um, a, as well, uh, probably a lot of you know everyone who's listening has tried uh, sleep trackers uh, and various like sleep tracking technology. Maybe some of you had success with it, but what we found uh, with ourselves as well as the talking to a lot of users is you know again tracking your sleep you know you wake up in the morning it tells you, you didn't sleep well you usually can know that yourself, <laughs> right? You, <laughs> yeah. you don't need a graph to tell you whether you had a good night's sleep or not, right? That's yeah. that going back to the data, you know, really being only a starting point. So we ask the question, but but sleep is still a big issue, right? Sleep it is something is, that, yeah. that we don't so 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 you you got to dive deeper and you say, well, what's the conversation around sleep and what's the conversation you have with friends around sleep? And it's it's not about you know what did I do while I was sleeping. It's about well, what did I do today that helped me sleep better tonight. Right, you know, and and understanding that did, you know, does exercise in the morning, does that help me sleep better tonight? You know, when I have a lot of stress, if I don't, you know, uh, does that make me sleep worse? Can I, if I have a lot of stress, maybe that's the reality of my day. That happens. That's cool. But if I meditate afterwards, does that help me sleep better? Right. There's, you know, there's all these kinds of kinds of things. That's the real conversation about sleep. So, you know, I, I can tell you with our perspective of sleep and what we're working on, again, it comes back to the conversation. It comes back to, you know, not showing you a graph. Or not just, I should say, Sonia graph of how you slept, but also really saying, you know, okay, what is the conversation we can have during the day to help tonight? You know, right. go better, and as a result, help tomorrow go better. Um, right. And so, again, to, to tie it back to you know uh, what we were talking about at a very high level beforehand, it's not about the data, it's not about the graphs where we're going in this space. It's about the conversation and about how that all becomes contextualized, right? And that's that's another great example in 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 I think in in, in sleep is that it's uh, you know it's about what you do today and what the choices how you make during the day that that really impact uh, impact your sleep. And so that's yeah.
1: Yeah, and also the the quality of your sleep because I do think like yeah. the the essence of being able to manage your day and know exactly how to improve your sleep based on your breathing patterns and your information exactly. that's going on, right? Yeah. And also the what um what I th- think is important is that that Spire does the work for you, right? So you you have all the data, all that insights, all that information is is tracked for you and then served to you in a means that helps you to understand how to change your habits or what's working, what's not working. And um, and and really to be able to um, empower yourself to have that information. But not only that, but to enable that richness of data and richness of insights available to health professionals, you know, yep. and, and working with them. I, and I talk to them every day. And and you know it's just amazing that when they find something that works that helps their 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 population based, there are so many people that that need help at the moment and need health care to work better that they're they're in search of things that actually truly deliver results and i think that what you're what we've talked about today is really how to how to take the information the the knowledge the fundamentals and put it together to build companies teams and technologies that deliver true health tech results right and so that's yeah. that's your it- And you started off that way. I mean, that's kind (laughs) of like, that's where you wanted to go and and now it's happening.
2: And that's where we're going. I'll add one thing with health professionals and, you know, it's something that that we're, uh, uh, you know, very deeply investing in right now um, is, you know, going back to that conversation and data question, right, is we're really working on how do we use the data that Spire gives to help health professionals have a more efficient and more effective conversation uh, with their clients, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and and how does how does that all work together? Uh, because you know health professionals are providing such value uh, I- into the world, and and we you know we want this technology to enhance that conversation, right? Um, and so right. that's that's key
1: yeah exactly from everything from from uh you know mindfulness-based training to uh pain intervention and sleeplessness you know so it actually applies to all those areas so if if someone wants to experiment with this or really understand what this means and and get it get the insights and the the how do they connect with you and and what would you recommend for them what's the best way to stay keep this conversation going and and really experience this result themselves
2: absolutely so you know uh uh, spire.io is our website, um, and from there, there's a number of different ways to to, to contact us, to email us, to to. Uh uh, to uh, um, uh, To call us, and, and we're a very small team, so so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're things, here. <laughs> things 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 that uh, I see most of it. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, you know, we, we you know we are really very fortunate to to have strong communities of professionals, of researchers, and, and of end uh, users. So if you go to our website, you know, scroll to the bottom or the top, and you can find those communities and, and, and contact you know and, and get involved in those communities uh, and, and and the resources that we have available. Uh, for those different communities uh, on our website, so at uh, Spire.io, you know Spireo slash professional, Spireo slash research um, uh, uh, is is it's it's all there, and so uh, uh, you know. Head there, and and you can kind of explore from that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. And for the professionals, it's just uh, uh, Spire slash Pages slash Professionals, or you can email us at professionals at spire.io. There's also there's also we have an amazing uh, customer support team, and you can contact them as well. So if you've got any questions and want to stay engaged after this uh, after this this conversation today, please do so. It's very important to stay in touch, and very important that you actually realize the benefits of of us bringing this. information to you. And if you have any questions or are interested in learning more, please contact us. Uh you can find me at Kath Calarco on Twitter. You can also find me at info at ccalarco.com. I look forward to staying in touch with you. Jonathan, it's been an absolute pleasure. I love this conversation. I love the improv methodology and it's been a lot of fun. Is Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. And if there's anything that we can say to those people out there is to say yes. Say yes. Be be authentic be
2: obvious, and, and be obvious. You- and take a deep breath
1: and take Once a deep a breath <laughs> <laughs> take a deep breath and slow down all right so this is your deep breath for the day this is your uh, calming moment or your focus moment uh, enjoy it and and stay tuned for next week this is Catherine Calarco with Jonathan Paley from Spire.io Jonathan Paley from Spire.io we look forward to seeing you next week on catching you again thank you so much it's Catherine Calarco on Humanity Evolve
0: Thank you for joining Catherine Calarco for this week's edition of Humanity Evolve. Be sure to tune in again next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll talk again then.